Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, sitting across from me over there, I have Jennifer J. Hill Hillebrand. Uh, she's hanging out. She is so glad Thanksgiving is over because she is geared up, ready for Christmas. I'm out I, of the turkey coma. Do you hear how I'm, I'm still in it? So if I'm like, just like stop talking and like, uh. Wake up, Greg. Wake up. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, great. Um, and I am Greg Detmer. We serve as a couple of instructional coaches here in Iowa. And guess what? We have a microphone in between us and we're sitting here at a table together. So this is the Instructional Coaching Corner, the podcast. Jenny, how are you doing today? I am doing fabulous. First day back after the long holiday break and uh, glad to be back. It's a good feeling. It is great to be back. And one of the things I've had to do is I had to listen to our previous podcast on growth mindset because Mm -hmm. in the last two weeks I fried like eight turkeys and there's been times I wanted to quit but I kept going forward. I I popped it in. I'm like, I got to be a jungle tiger here. I got to be a jungle tiger. And I (laughs) did it. And like turkeys see me coming now and they run away gobbling. Is this going to be like a little side job where GD is going to be the, the new turkey fryer for the district and I could for do it. families like, and all that? Like a little catering business, like pull up with my car, get the fryer going? Probably not. So Jenny, we are again talking growth mindset and we've done this two times already. We were lucky enough we were able to get Trevor Reagan uh, from trainugly.com to come kind of give us a great explanation of what growth mindset mm-hmm. is and how we can utilize that to to better ourselves and really take on challenges when we get there so we don't quit when something gets hard. So today we're going to continue that uh, four, we really have a four part series, but today is uh, part three and uh, we have invited a very special guest from our own district. Uh, we have Kelly Simon, who is our- She cur- is over in the corner like shadow boxing right now. <laughs> She's jacked up, ready to go. She's ready to go. She brought her monster. Well, no, that's you. Sorry. Um, but Kelly is our curriculum director for the Western Dubuque School District. And really, when I think about growth mindset and growth mindset coming to the Western Dubuque District, uh, I think Kelly Simon. They're synonyms. Absolutely. Uh, she, I remember the first year that she was the curriculum director and she stood up at her back to school speech and she brought up this idea of growth mindset. And I kept thinking, this is good. This is really good stuff. So I'm super excited to kind of talk to Kelly about um, where the the role that growth mindset has played in our district. So Kelly, thanks for joining us today. You are very welcome. I uh, wonder how many of my giggles have picked up on the <laughs> microphone yet thus far, because here's the thing. You've listened to GD and Jay Hill multiple times on this podcast, but the Kelly factor uh, might add another level of edit and cut. So I am super curious to find out how much of this actually makes podcast airing. There's a good chance we'll have like an hour recording. Okay, 24 minutes. <laughs> Delete. So Kelly, like Jenny was just saying, a lot of us here in Western Dubuque, myself included, when we think growth mindset and we think about people who embody that and people who preach that, your name's in the hat. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started, where your passion for growth mindset came from, and uh, what your initial steps were as you kind of went down this journey, both as an individual as well as a district, and also think, like, what were the reasons why you felt the need to do that? Absolutely. Well, here's the deal, and here's, here's a, here's a kind of a misstep that people make. You just made the comment, both your individual journey and kind of our district or our professional journey, the truth is you can't separate those two. If it's going to work, either personally or in your line of work, 
it's got to be together. You have to make the change or make the adjustments or live that way in both places. Can't be two people. And so my journey did start um, very, very, very personally with an older brother of mine that was really struggling um, with depression, with uh, multiple pieces of adversity in his life, um, multiple setbacks, and reaching that point of not knowing how to handle it, move forward, um, and actually even continue life. And so it was a a point in my life where um, I was faced with choosing how to help him and then obviously helping myself through that process because watching him not quite to the depth and the level but watching him was a little bit of looking in the mirror a little bit of um you know if you're going to give the advice you're going to live the advice and so watching the transformation both in him and then um you know haphazardly in myself made me really realize how important our mindset is on our life and then coming to work every day and at that time as a, as a teacher honestly uh, much 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 before uh, the director of curriculum here and watching the students interact and just really realizing um, the choices we were making every day and how that was either leading to our successes or our failures I love how you say it. it's like you, you can't be one or the other. It's mm-hmm. like a whole person thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just changing who you are at work or who you are at home. It's changing the essence of like how you see things. And, mm-hmm. and maybe change is, is too strong of a term maybe. Maybe it's, maybe it's a pivot. Okay, shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as you looked, like I know we talk a lot about things we've done as a district. What were the things that you saw were you felt there was a need to start bringing this stuff up during our whole PD professional developments, during your conversations with individuals, and so forth? Great question. Um, and I think anybody out there in the education world, or honestly even in the parenting world, would would understand when I say um, you're around the table, you're talking about data, you're talking about students, you're talking about setting goals. And the conversation leads A, to the negative, B, to the complaint, see to somebody else's fault. It's the kid's fault, it's the family's fault, it's their upbringing, it's we don't have this resource, it's we don't have the time, whatever. (laughs) And sitting there, kind of removing myself from the conversation and realizing that none of this is moving us forward. And every time you leave that conversation, that meeting, that what have you, people actually feel like they took a step back rather than a step forward. What are we doing? And they're right. Those meetings, those PD times, those um, whatever you want to call them, PLCs, those are a waste of time if that's what how the conversation is focused. And so looking at that and looking at how do we take, we still need to look at data. We still need to talk about students. We still need to do those things. But how do we shift, pivot, change those conversations so they are productive. And so it was that that whole, how do you start? Well, let's gather leadership teams together. Let's still look at survey data. Let's still look at achievement data, but let's make some small changes. When we look at it, let's actually focus on a bright spot instead of a dim spot. Let's actually focus on some of the areas that we are excelling, where we are the outlier dot. Let's talk about how are we excelling there? What are we doing strategically that make up, made those points so high? 
Now, let's not ignore where we're weak or where the problems are. Let's take what we're learning from where our high areas are and let's apply those to the problem areas. So you're actually scanning the world, your world, your work world, the student's world for the positive and then using that to help yourself solve some of the areas that are more the negative. I think when people do that, would you agree that like I feel our meetings have shifted to where we're looking through a lens of like what can we do because we don't just want to complain we want to actually take something if we're looking at data what can we do with that now let's not just talk about it let's leave this meeting let's leave this professional dev development with things that we can do next well and it starts with what can we do and believing that we can you know it, it's one of those things where we can we can talk all night long but what actually are we going to leave that meeting and do and then believing that it would make a difference. And so it, it's, it's, both, it's both things. I think the belief is the strongest piece, especially when it comes to teachers in the classroom and, and working with students. We have to believe that every student can learn it. We have to have the belief that we can reach every single student. You have to change the social script. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to change the belief that some kids are just never going to dot, dot, dot. And, and literally use the stories where it's worked and, and tell those stories, celebrate them, you know, get them out there. Um, make the believers believers by real proof. Mm -hmm. You know, you've talked a little bit about like setting up teams and when you meet with the teams, um, when we leave those meetings feeling like we've taken a step back, talk a little bit about some of the groundwork that we've done or that, you know, you've done to set up the idea of the mindset and to kind of shift our district going in that direction of mindset with teams or you know who's been involved or even some of the resources and books that you've brought into the district for resources for us. Sure. Um, we did start with leadership teams, building leadership teams, which in a, in a lot of most school districts have them. You know, the, the people who usually are a combination of principals and teachers now, very much instructional coaches and whatnot, coming together and um, really making strategic plans for a district. You know, setting the big goals, the comprehensive, comprehensive um, uh, uh, school improvement plans, things like that. So I thought, okay, that's that's where we can start. Those are people that are coming around really tying into sometimes ugly data. And so that's a place to start throwing this out there, dabbling in it. And so that's what we did. We started with those meetings, um, throwing uh, positive psychology pieces, which growth mindset is very much embedded in there. Um, the work of, uh, boy, multiple, multiple people. Carol Dweck, of course, Brene Brown, John Gordon, John Wooden, Sean Aker, Michelle Geelan, Daniel Pink. Now, of course, Trevor Reagan, thank you very much. Um, the list goes on and on on the, the fantastic people who are just digging into this work, throwing it out there and saying, this is how everything else gets done. Mm -hmm. This is the base. You, you should not spend another penny on curriculum, resource, technology, anything until you have laid this foundation work. And I think in, in years past, even before I came into the role of instructional coach, I think exactly what you said. We've focused for so long on curriculum and what do we need to change about the curriculum and this and that, that we kind of got away from the positivity in things. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a lot of amazing people and you know, I'm more familiar with Brene Brown and Carol Dweck and Trevor, but just the, the excitement that you feel 
listening to them talk and being able to bring that back into the school settings and getting teachers excited again you know kind of taking away some of that curriculum stuff and here let's bring some of this stuff back into the, the classrooms that's well the positive we builders. know it's people not programs exactly we invest in our people we get the best possible product we can ever get absolutely and, and think about the power in that when someone like is leaving a meeting or a conversation or professional development and they believe that they can do and have the impact that we strive to as educators not not only like I mean I feel so often we say like we have the ability to change the world of the lives of the students behind us around us but like I feel like we've really been shifting from let's stop just saying that let's believe this and let's not set that impact at a low level let's raise that up there and really shoot for we're gonna do some amazing things here and we believe that we can do it and we believe that our students can do that as well. Right? Your behavior matters. I mean, it's extremely hard to teach our young about the science of happiness, mindset, behavior, especially the positive benefits of those things if we have large pockets of adults that are not inspired to try new things or that get anxious or defensive in the face of change. And, and it's absolutely where you have to start. If those teachers aren't leaving those meetings feeling inspired and feeling like they truly can make a difference, there's your first problem. Well, and I think they've gotten in, we get it, we all get into that comfort zone of things are going well. We're doing things well, students yeah, are learning, good. oh yeah, they're we're making good. progress. But then that there's that fear of change and that fear of trying something new. And what if I fail? You know, Trevor talked a lot about that. You have to fail in order to succeed. And we have to, not only do we want our students to believe that, but we have to believe that ourselves. We have to be okay with the change and mm-hmm. the fear of, of failing. Mm-hmm. So. Kelly, I know you mentioned a little bit like about the people who might not be on board with this and who might see it as fluff or not really the stuff that matters and they don't believe in the process. What are some things that you have found beneficial when working with kind of those negative-minded people? And I know we don't want to focus on them because we do want to focus on, like I think I believe it's Todd, Todd Whitaker says, like focus on your best people. But this group of people over here on the negative side can certainly have an impact if they go unchecked. They certainly can. <clears throat> and without going on into, you know, a million different tactics, the one kind of generic thing I would say for now is, yes, don't make them your focus. Don't plan your your PD, your meetings, your whatnot on them. Plan it on your best, yet address it. You know, that it, it, it's. I would give the same advice that a teacher gives to kids on bullying. You know, what what doesn't get addressed continues on, and the best way to do that is by using peer power. We know, as well as anybody, peers can stop bullying more than the teacher. Mm -hmm. And this is the same. Empower your best with the tactics to tackle the negativity. Because how much of those people lurk in the corners? They don't usually act out in the meetings where the you know the people of leadership are there. They usually lurk in the teacher's lounge or what have you. They lurk in the parking lot waiting to catch that ear to complain or, or spread their negativity after. If you empower those people who they're grabbing, those close ears, to say, you know what? This isn't how we do business. That's how you stop, um, stop it. And the thing is, we can't just say in the conversation there. There are tactics. There are things that those gurus that I listened before write books about, you know, starting with power leads, the four C's of confrontation, you know, and all those kinds of things. There are plenty of things out there, but we have to take the time to teach those things to our students as well, to our kids as well, not just assume information is transformation. 
you know, we have, we have to take the time with all of those steps. And the second thing that I would say to address that is something that we're, we're not there yet, but where this is the importance of systematic change. Because of this kind of um, discussion and talk, growth mindset, positivity, po positive psychology, etc., is done only in pockets, it allows those people to still exist and thrive because they don't know yet that this systematically is the way we do business. Once you cross that threshold and it has become a system-wide change, it is blatantly obvious. I don't fit in here anymore. And I either got to get on the board and figure out how to do this, or I got to get out. I really like what you said there, too. Is like I feel like one of the things we, we so often get stuck with, we're going to be positive, we're going to be positive, we're focusing on these people, these people. We, but we can't ignore the people in the corners not pulling along. And I love that you said, like, we're going to focus on these people, we're going to plan for these people, but we're going to address this stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we learn from them. You know, yeah, we focus on our bright spots, but we use our bright spots to, to accept our challenge. You know, we, being positive, having a growth mindset isn't, doesn't mean you're turning a blind eye to the issues and problems. It means you're getting your brain to function at a higher level where you are able to you know, take on those challenges. And sometimes those challenges are people. Mm -hmm. But we invest in them too. And, and to the point where they have to make the decision, they're on board or they're not. So you... You just said this. We're not there yet, but we have steps. I feel like we've done, a, you know, growth mindset is something that's been brought up every year in our district yep. for the last, good, six years, seven years maybe. Um, it's not going away. So thinking about next steps and where we go, how do we, how do we bring all those people in and, and bring on this even more uh, growth mindset within our district what, what are some of the next steps? Absolutely. So here's, here's a misstep, and maybe not a misstep. You know, it, it, you got to go small or go slow to go fast. And so I don't regret the way we've done things, but I do know there's more to it. Whether you work in a school district, a business, your family, or whatever, you can't pretend like only part of the employee or the population matter. It's everybody. It is everybody in ours, a school system, a school district. It's everybody that comes in contact with kids. I'm talking bus drivers, lunch staff, paraprofessionals, coaches that don't even teach for us. Everybody that touches a kid's life has to have this training, has to have this information. Otherwise, we're set right back to having it in pockets and our kids pick up on every pocket we have. They know, oh, Mrs. So-and-so believes in this, Mr. So-and-so doesn't, and it's the easy tendency to fall to the, you know, the mm -hmm. old habits and the people who don't treat them that way, behave that way, or aren't knowledgeable of this. And so that's one thing. Step one is everybody. There is no reason this district in particular and every district around the country should not be labeled as the second happiest place next to Disneyland. No reason. And, and, and making those steps. Western Dubuque will beat Disneyland. Maybe. For sure Disney World. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So The one in California, we'll beat that one. But not just within these four walls. It That's has true. to be within right. the four walls of the school bus, the playground. And, and so that, that takes time and it takes getting every person mm -hmm. involved. Well, that's huge. That's huge because you have that struggle if, if you have somebody that's... Um, 
moving on, you know, really working on that growth mindset and really working on um, instilling that in their students. If everybody in that classroom that, that has contact with those students doesn't have that belief, you're right. The kids, the kids can feel that. And it builds that sense of community and that sense of family within the schools with custodians and making everybody feel, or custodians, paraprofessionals, everybody feeling they're, like they're a part of the family. Right. So that's one. And the second one would be move beyond the, the knowledge level and move to that deeper application level. Get into the strategies and tactics. GD said it before. So, what, you know, you can't just say, let's be positive. Let's have a growth mindset. That's a misstep. Because if you don't know what that is or how to get there, then you're just, yeah, I have a growth mindset. That, and I mean, Carol Dweck's written numerous articles just recently about her biggest fear about growth mindset becoming so popular is the misuse of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the people not really understanding it in depth and just claiming to have it and not that that can actually have a counter effect on kids' mindset and make their fixed mindset go even deeper. We as adults have to be able to admit, you guys talked about it in the last podcast, we're all a mix of both. We're a mix of both growth and fixed mindset. What does that mean? And how do I figure out what my fixed mindset triggers are and learn from them and, you know, whatever, not just pretending like we're all just Pollyanna and, you know, magical world. This is the way we're going to live. Embracing both and figuring out how to learn from, from the fixed part of it. Think of even the impact of, like, that would have on everyone in the district where it's like, I'm a coach and the district is investing time, energy, and resources into me. I'm the launch lady. The district's investing time, energy, and resources into me. I think it really built, I mean, like, the morale would have to increase. Like, when people see, holy smokes, I'm being invested in, I'm being built upon as a person. That's awesome. I heard a CEO speak once at a conference. I was at, basically said he was trying to invest in his people, and his board was saying, why are you doing all this? You're spending all this money. What if these people leave? And the CEO just responded like, what's it going to cost us if we don't invest in them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Kelly, anything else about uh, growth mindset and our district or even just anybody who's listening to our podcast today? Um, what you, what would you tell them about moving forward and and going on? What, what's the first step? What, what would you recommend as being the first step? First step, I mean, you know, first step, listening to the podcast. Check. Get in, done. <laughs> step um, two, go back and listen to the previous two podcasts. Thank you. Um, you know, just tying in, tying in to the information. Start, start picking up the books, listening to the TED Talks, researching the people that we've mentioned. Trevor, you know, start with him. He, he has made it so it is so tangible. You know, mm-hmm. it's so easy to understand and wrap your head around. I wish I would have started with Trevor and not Carol Dweck, but whatever. Now that it, you know, it just, it solidifies it so much for people. And then looking in the mirror and admitting that this is a lifelong journey. This isn't a light switch. And it's okay to go slow to go fast. Yes. And, and admit the failures because that is a growth mindset and, and advertising those and talking to your students, your kids, your colleagues, your peers about what your journey looks like. Anything else, Jenny? I don't think so. Well, Kelly, thank you. You are welcome. Appreciate this. Um, Jenny, we might have to hand the mic over to, uh, Kelly. I think we're going to get some listener mail and they're going to be like, uh, 
Jay Hill, GD, you guys are out. We're out. And Kelly Simon is now the official host of the Instructional <laughs> Coaching Corner. <laughs> With that, mean, that, though. Does that mean she has, to, she has to change jobs? No, we couldn't. She could come to this side. Mm-hmm. The district would not want that. I Western know. Dubuque would I would not never want, that. want Anybody who listens to this and loves Kelly Simon, you can't have her. And since Jenny said loves Kelly Simon, it is time for listener mail. And we do have some. We're going to call this one T-Sheck. And T-Sheck is a teacher in my building, and she references me a little bit here. Um, she says, awesome message as always. I'll definitely be watching the corners for an IC on the loose, ready to pounce and take on at the potential zoo or jungle tiger. You always make me think deeply about things and what more I can do to make my students the best they can be. Well, thank you, T-Sheck, and... Uh, yeah, you best be on the lookout because you never know where that jungle tiger is going to be crouched, ready to pounce. And, uh, Jenny, that is awesome that we're making that impact just to get people thinking of that stuff. Absolutely. Pretty cool. Hey, if you have some listener mail, maybe you have ideas uh, how to implement growth mindset in your building, in your district. Uh, maybe you agree that Kelly Simon should be leading the Instructional Coaching Corner podcast. Or, hey, maybe you have a cool way to fry a turkey. Let us know that. You can do that by going to our website, www.instructionalcoachingcorner.com. You're going to find a little listener mail tab. Click on that, and from there, you should be able to figure out on your own. On the website, too, we have our past podcasts. They are there, as well as new ones. They'll be coming out every two weeks. You can also find those on iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, Podcast Addict. We would love it if you subscribed to that and had it download automatically. You wouldn't even have to remember every other Tuesday because it just ding and would be on your phone ready to go. Automatic. Nice. Well, Kelly, thanks again for uh, joining us today. A lot of fun. Hey, spread the love. Will do. And as we leave, ask yourself, what one thing could we do tomorrow morning that will make us better versions of ourselves? And let's wake up and do it because greatness isn't achieved by one event, but instead a series of small intentional steps. Go be awesome.